Hello, 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 and welcome to Bitches With Beards. And on today's episode, I asked a question. When is America going to learn cheese is not a cooking hack? Well, Max, she already done had hers is. We're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. And we're live from the Diane Keating Podcast Studio in Haberdashery. And we both have opinions, so let's get this party started. Cheers. Cheers. Oh. It, mm. It's the head bit now. We are we are adjusting. It's still so weird to be weird. looking at your yes. face. I mean, it's normal for us on a Friday to be looking at each other, but just not for this first like hour and a half. I know. <laughs> I, but it's like, where do we look in terms of like, because we have our scripts. Do I stir into your soul? I don't know. Do you want to keep the script on the screen? We do right. not want to be printing every time because no. that's not good for the environment. No, and we're pro-environment. We're pro-environment. <laughs> what we're not pro at the moment are food hacks. <laughs> Specific food hacks. So I, yeah. I got a little bit, I want to say the past 48 hours, I've been on a kick on Instagram and I have been sending you and Sunny and my friend Gracie, like all these food hacks. And they're like, this is the best macaroni and cheese you'll ever make in your life. Or like, this is the best like pie you'll ever have in your life or the best sandwich. Do you know what the food hack is? Cheese. Of cheese. course it's going to be great. But the one you sent was... A block of brie. Yes. a blo- So this guy, like, roast a block of brie. He, you know, oven roasts some bacon. And then he does, it wasn't macaroni, but whatever noodle it was. I think he did penne. It might have been penne. Either way, so he then takes the bacon, puts it into the melted brie, and then puts the macaroni penne pasta into it. And he's like, oh my god, this is the best, you know, macaroni and cheese I've ever had in my life. And it's like... No shit, Sherlock. It's a block of cheese. It's it's brie. <laughs> First of all, I do like baked brie. Don't get me wrong. I adore right. a baked brie because you can just do it. You can dip into it. But don't... I just... These food hacks aren't hacks. They are just cheese. Do not... I hate it when they go, this is a tray bake. Isn't it amazing? My kids love it. Here's half a ton of fucking heavy cream. Here's some cheese or Velveeta. Here's some bacon. This isn't a hack. And you're also bloody well killing your children. Sorry. Well, I mean, the thing is, learn how to make a bechamel sauce. Find a hack for bechamel sauce that's not just using a wedge of brie. Like, that takes talent. That's a true hack. A good hack for bechamel sauce is if you mix, if you soften the butter, Mm. then mix it with flour, then freeze that, and it changes the fat fat consistency of the butter. I will have to do that because I always make my bechamel from scratch. Yeah, they say but mix the flour and the butter together, and Mm. then when you need it, you you can melt. Okay, that's a good that's a good food hack. Yeah. That's not using a wedge of brie though. Yeah, no. clogging up every artery. I do really crave brie right now. <laughs> I want it too. I also want like roquefort and like a good gruyere. To be honest, yeah, that look like cheap brie. <laughs> but you would still do it. I'd still do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> good. So Daniel, how's your week? Not baking brie. Not baking brie. So. Work, we had an incident that I haven't had happen in a long time. We had a gas leak in the office, and we had to evacuate. <laughs> and a coworker and I were sitting there, and we're like, huh, our throats are a little bit scratchy right now. Oh, God. <laughs> and then someone came in, and it's like, oh, there's been a gas leak. We have to get out of the building. It's like, huh, that explains it. <laughs> Jesus. I know. I was just like, wow, there is no warning. There is no, no preempting. There's just... A gas leak, and there we are. 
But uh, we survived. Good to know. Good to know that we both survived. Uh, everyone else that went into the building to get their stuff also survived. Um, and then we ended up teleworking for a good portion of the week. So That's nice. a bit of the week. So, yeah. So we started our Saturday last week watching some rugby. Yes, we did. It's very good, actually. Italy kind of gave England a bit of a run for their money. They did, surprisingly. But there were some pretty boys on the pitch. We were very happy. There were some very, very gorgeous men on that pitch. It was a bit of a chaotic weekend. We're getting our roof deck redone. It's been needing to be redone properly for ages. So we're not complaining in that sense. But it was... We were surprised just before recording on Friday that our landlord would be coming over. Yeah, the timing was just a little bit off and for what was planned. Yeah, and this kind of Dwayne bug is, is so quiet, but, you know, Rory Girl does not like the landlord. And so we just had to kind of, we were like, well, we're going out. He goes, I'm going to be around at 10 at 10 a.m. And we're like, well, well, we'll be out at 9. We'll be back by 11, sort mm-hmm. of thing. No, no, I've got to be around at 10. And it turns out he, wasn't, he didn't even get there till we all got back. So yeah, it was a little bit on the frustrating side and then so we had a weekend of just a dog barking we got her out on you came with us on saturday and we had a nice day actually yeah. we left wayne here because he can't walk that far but we took her to a local brewery which was beer garden which was nice and she yeah. had a bit of um us time she's you know she's not been neglected but you know see she's sharing us now so it was nice to have have that time with her also it didn't help this weekend the hubs was not feeling that well mm. and mm. he just really kind of wanted a, he wasn't feeling 100 percent and just kind of wanted to lie down a couple of times and of course he couldn't because of the roof deck, roof deck. and then we we went out did, what did we do we went out on sunday um and we met a mate and then we went to get a drink and we were in a bar and Hubs is like, let's get one, and then he, he can go back and just, by that mm. point, landlord will be gone. And there was a guy in the bar, a friend, acquaintance, and he just was, he's not the best conversationist in the sense that he he just literally halfway through a conversation changes it to himself. He will be chatting, go, I've got to talk to you about my work. Oh, I've got, I, this is what I've got. To, like, But just, <laughs> he's, oh. he go, uh, he'll say, oh, this happened, or... Oh, I just this came to my mind, and we're like, "This is sharp." We it don't care. Like, it sounds like a very self-centered individual. Oh, horrendously! Mm. And and we had one drink, and I looked at the hubs and went, "Do you want another?" He went, nah. <laughs> "It's like I'm done. So There's I, not enough alcohol to cure this situation." I think we ended up. Well, Whitlow's was close. I think we ended up getting like I forgot where we went to get one, but we we just were like, "No, we need to just move <laughs> on." It was so much hard. It was he was so DC, and he's a nice-ish guy, but it was like I can't deal with this now yeah i know people like that and then uh no the work's been interesting also i'll catch you up on some bits but oh after hours after hours but no so when i i i'm a media producer and i used to do a lot of graphics work and it got split into another role but our graphics person has moved on to new opportunities Mm -hmm. but it was my role was one and a half positions and now it's two positions so (laughs) i've absorbed back all the graphics work and it's interesting i've got I do feel like my team is rooting for me, but mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting. And this week especially was a lot of adjusting. Adjusting. So yeah. we do like things like one pages that get moved through teams, and they'll come mm-hmm. to us and go, "Can you update this one pager?" And mm-hmm. also, if anyone out there who is a graphic designer or works in sort of this media, you you have a method of doing things, mm-hmm. and someone else might have a different method, which is not wrong. But I. But it's different. Different. It's a different and workflow. I would yeah. not necessarily use 
method A to format in this style. Uh, and so I'm like working out whether or not I need to use method B or just stick with A and just oh, go in and bear it. Oh, oh, so I we're see doing what that we're saying. Now. Yeah. Work, workflow is a very tricky thing it I've is. learned. I, and yeah, so we're dealing with that, but I, I will survive. We've got one more full week and then we've got, mm -hmm. have you got a long weekend next weekend? A long, uh, lo a long, long weekend. I've got a three day weekend next weekend, yes. Got, you got Friday off or you working Friday? No, I'm working Friday. Yeah, so, yeah you usually try and combine it, don't you? I try to combine it, but it was this time that I'm just like, I, there's no way that I can pull a four-day weekend next weekend. Like, I, I've got enough that I've got to do on Friday in meetings I have to be in that I'm just like, ugh. But my final bit of the week, and it, 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 mm -hmm. it would have been funny if we recorded yesterday because I went to the dentist for the first time. Oh, well, I went to the dentist God. last month for the first time in like seven years. So hands up, it was mm -hmm. stupid of me to wait that long, but COVID, insurance and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So they said, you've got, we're going to give you a filling. Only my, only my second, I'm 38 of two fillings, but mm -hmm. they're like, we're going to have to give you a really good clean, like under the gum. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you know what? Again, hands up. You can go but for it. <laughs> I said, I turned 39 this year. I'm, I'm in my 40 preparation year and I'm trying to get all my health in gear. And one of them is dental. dental. And yeah. this is going to be kind of blunt. And I apologize, apologize if I offend anyone, but you know, going back to England, especially, there were some gnarly teeth back there. Mm -hmm. And I, like, I cannot... You don't want to be the quintessential cliche, do you? No, and it like, but to the point of you can tell that just it's it's not so much they're like crooked, but like just not taking care. Oral and health it's isn't got, a priority. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I can't really work out how it got that bad. So like, you do look in the mirror and see that uh -huh. like you've cleaned not just so much not been to the dentist, but not even picked up a toothbrush. But anyway, <laughs> so I had to go, and it's one of these. It's a really nice dentist actually. And I, they were doing my, the lady that I was work that did it, I'd met last time and she has family in, in, in London. So she's chatting mm -hmm. to me about that. And, but as she's doing it, I'm like, they, they, they're injecting all my mouth up and it's going numb and my tongue's gone, I'm thinking, mama, like, hey, and I can't even move <laughs> this. And of course they're like, your accent's clashing with this. And she's like, I'll go on, sweetie, you need to watch some TV. And I said, oh, my God, I don't need, I'm okay. And she said, no, no, we'll put some TV on for you. you, you this is, you're you're going to be here like an hour and a half, you know. And I'm like, okay. And I said, what do you recommend? Because I don't watch reality TV. And they uh -huh. said, we're going to 90 day fiance you. <laughs> and she is with her dental assistant, just squabbling over the season to put on for me. And she's like, you have to do this and I have to do that. And then... They're right in there, and they're really funny. But they're both, and then she's like, "Are you laughing? Or are you in pain?" Sort of thing. Both. <laughs> and she goes, "What's he saying? What's he saying?" And then the assistant just went, "You know, he's, you know, you're doing dental work on him." He goes, just, "Oh yeah, I forget." Like, okay, it was just really funny. But can you breathe, dear? But I got you never heard me. But I got home yesterday, and I it literally I got in, and I had the afternoon off work, which I'm glad I did because I did feel a bit not woozy, but just. Well, you sent the funniest text message because you're like, there goes my tongue and I'm sitting here and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Because I had forgotten um, that you had the dental then, appointment. And then, I, then the hubs was just like, he's having a deep cleaning. I'm like, oh, there goes the tongue. Um, Makes a lot of sense right but now. But the funny <laughs> thing was is that the way it came back was the tongue was literally... I've never, it, well, I went to kiss the husband and it, I literally could only feel it on half my mouth. Oh. It's very weird. Oh. There's, there was an actual line, like a Harvey Two-Face line down. Jeez. And I grabbed a beer because I was like, I'm having the afternoon off work. I, it was 4.30, yeah. I was going to have yeah. a beer. Yeah. And it went in. So I put it in the side I knew had feeling. Oh my gosh. And then when the t it went over my tongue, it suddenly got warm because I didn't have that sensitivity on that side. So I had uh. two 
two temperatures at once in my mouth. Oh, that's it so was weird. weird. Yeah, so I'm going Max, back. Max, that's odd. I'm going back next week for the other half, mm -hmm. and then I'm. Okay, everyone must be so interested in my dentist work, but I'm actually thinking of getting Invisaligns. Well, so that's my next one. Well, I learned this week that I uh, should not give theological advice. <laughs> so someone, Continue. so someone has their um, senior sermon on Monday. As they say in the business, spill the tea, my son. Yes, and apparently um, he. he so the priest was talking about, you know, what he was going to do for the sermon. And I'm like, oh, well, you know what you should do is you should bring in the Spice Girls into your sermon because... I can't think where that inspiration came because from. Because the Spice Girls, like God, want to know what we want. Oh, what really, we really, really, really want. And before, and they were virgins when they were very famous. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put it this way. You and I have laughed. Brendan has also laughed. Guess who did not laugh? The priest. priest. He's like, while that's appropriate, I don't think that I can do the Spice Girls. And I'm like, well, Max also has an outfit if you'd like to borrow it. Actually, someone borrowed it off what the Baltimore Flamingo rugby team and never gave it back. Oh my gosh. Well, that is a scandal. My Union Jack dress is somewhere in Baltimore. Well, anyways, I said that if you're at least not going to do that, you should have an opening hymn of, you know... Two becomes one or something like that. And he's like, no, we can't do that. And I'm like, the Spice Girls will spice up your sermon and you need to have it. So I have been banned from giving any more advice on sermons. I think that's a crying shame. I do too. I, I think more people should be listening to us like we are a cult. I know. I mean, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. That is God right there. I'm just saying. Talking of God, <laughs> or should we say goddesses of the domestic kind <laughs> yes daniel shall we go wander around ina's roof deck yes we should go wander around her roof deck mystery wine so we're having a mystery wine tonight we're having a sasperio a grillo from sicilia i have no clue how this wine tastes uh it was literally white and it was on the shelf in whole foods and i said that one i like the label because it's flowers it's like a garden it's like a garden white and on the shelf a bit like you oh thank you <laughs> thank you cheers cheers let's see how it tastes i like fruit it's fruity i like fruit but not like overpowering fruit. fruit not that bad it's a little bit luminous but i think it's actually quite oh. delicious yeah, I think the uh, cheap white might have a little bit more flavor than this one. <laughs> the cheap white's got fake flavor, though. Uh, yeah. It? It's got that lovely vinegar thing. Yeah, I think you could probably pair this one with, like, a fish, like a Dover sole, maybe. Do you fancy fish now? Yeah. Oh. The fish and chips I had Saturday. Good. Yeah, my, my, my full English breakfast was nice, but it wasn't, like... So, I do have a question about yeah. that. So, they called it a full Irish breakfast. Because it's an Irish pub. Okay, but they're the exact same. They're thing. kind of the. I think. I didn't know if there was a difference. I, I think that it's the puddings. It's the mm. black, so the, the Irish breakfast. I think comes with white pudding, but they put black pudding on, which I adore. Mm. And if you go up to Scotland, you ask for full Scottish. It mm. is like you you don't. It's the country yeah. that you're in. I think. I could be wrong. I think the Irish always has potato, which mm. we don't tend to do potatoes much mm. in England. We don't. We do our carb is fried bread, so Fair we on. do toast and fried bread so is there a full welsh breakfast 
I, 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 it could just be the same again. The mm. Welsh have their own. Have you ever had Welsh rarebit? Yeah, it's just uh, cheese toast essentially. Yeah, roundabout well, creamy, creamy. Yeah, I quite like. Well. I might have to yeah. do that one time. I wouldn't say no if you wanted to do that. No, it's quite. It's yeah. interesting. It's just basically cheese on toast, a bit yeah. chutney, but you know. I mean, it's comfort food right there. Who doesn't I like, like a grilled cheese? I love a grilled cheese. I nearly, yeah. had, nearly had last week. They, the, um, they bought the grilled che- half grilled cheese and soup uh-huh. back at the, um, at the brewery, uh, right oh. proper, which I really oh. liked. But they do a good shrimp po' boy there, so I had the shrimp po' boy with some kettle chips, and that was really fucking tasty. Ooh. Ooh. And a senate beer. Mm. I do love the senate beer, but I like the raised by wolves. Yeah, it's funny because our, our mate was kept on going. Can I get the um, right proper? And he's like, "No, which one? Not the right proper." And he's like, "No." And they went, "Do you mean raised by wolves?" And yeah, oh, sorry, because he's so. Because the thing is, yeah. when you go to a pub and you a bar, you ask for it, you get yeah. raised by wolves. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's like, "Yeah, I completely forgot that it is the right proper." Do you like? Was it the fur coat and diamonds? I like that one well enough. It's a little bit sour for my taste. Yeah, I think. For me, I definitely do like the Senate as a go-to. It's yeah. such a good pilsner. The Senate's good. Like I said, the Raised by Wolves is good. The fur coat one, I will drink it like typically whenever your husband's like, have a sip and I'm like, okay. But it's not one that I'm going to actively order. It's, it's too sour for too me. Too sour. Yeah. Talking of sour, <laughs> here's the news. So this is the point of our podcast where we discuss things that are gay, gay adjacent, or just a little bit camp. So I'm going to stand stand up. Not really. But uh, I'm going to stay, say. stay right away. Sorry, the dog is rearranging her bed. But it's adorable. It's feng shui now. Feng shui. We understand that we're filming this on a Friday night and mm-hmm. that on Sunday will be the Super Bowl and this will come out on the Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We know. So unfortunately, you are going to get a Super Bowl update Next week. Next week, 10 yes. days after. And we're not going to do a play by, by play of the Super Bowl, but no. the Super Bowl is a huge cultural thing, not just because of what we're going to talk about in a second anyway, mm-hmm. but the, I was going to discuss the trailer predictions, I, oh. but there's no point because by the time this comes out, the trailers have already been yeah. out. Yeah. But it does set, through its adverts, the culture of the year. Oh, yes. Totally. So I will, we, we'll discuss that. We'll discuss some of the adverts. I know there's a, quite a few little cameo adverts. There's oh. one with a certain 90s sitcom couple reuniting. Oh, who? Uh, but obviously, this won't be a spoiler. There's one going to be one with Jennifer Aniston and um, David Schwimmer. <gasps> yeah. Oh. Very interesting year this year. That is a very interesting choice. Uh, and uh, obviously, we're to say we're not going to discuss the Super Bowl now, but let's just take a bubble. Do you think... Mm anyone is re-strategized because of the Taylor Swift of it all. Oh, absolutely. Because guess what? You're going to have extra people watching it just for her. And talking about that, mm-hmm. going first, jumping in there, uh-huh. the Japanese embassy have <laughs> stepped in and issued oh, I love a, it. a just a, a letter. A, a won't, we won't read a statement. A, a statement, really. To let us know that she will make it. She will make it. But also what I think is really sweet is they go... And actually, one thing I've noticed with Taylor is that she's emphasised that she will be having a lot of fun mm-hmm. during the Eras Tour mm-hmm. in Tokyo. Then she's going to come there. So she's very much like, yeah. like not half-hearted on it. No, she's she's doing it. I think she might do extra special performances because of that, yeah. because of the excitement around. But That's what I'm hoping, really. I... I do wonder again. Mm-hmm. We'll know by this time next week whether or not she'll get she'll end it by putting on a um, 
Oh, a jersey. A jersey and just walking off the stage because that would that would be fucking iconic. Oh, but I could so see her doing that. Yeah. I mean, I guess we've got twelve hours to find out if she does that. How? Like again, I I, we, 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 I, I love the fact everyone's got involved. And I, I mean, also, I'm I'm British. I've only just got really into football this year, mm-hmm. so I don't really have. I I feel like I can't really talk for other people, but I do really like the fact that it's just it's fun. And even Charles Barkley, Charles. Barkley, but yeah. he's got involved by going, get over it. It's funny. It's fun. No one's affecting the game. He's an Auburn alumni, so I love and but support. But he's like, for fuck's sake, it's sweet what's going on. It's sports, for heaven's sake. Let it be light and have a heart. That's the thing. It's having a heart. It's not just about the game. Thing is, we've got to stay now till the end of it because we're gonna. If they do win, which, are they? Are they? Do you know anything about the predictions? I have no clue who's yeah. predicted to win or not. If she's, if she's up. I mean, this is the iconic moment. Mm-hmm. We're going to discuss later, obviously, the Grammys, mm-hmm. which was the end of Taylor's year. Mm-hmm. And then this is going to be, this is the, the epilogue. The Super Bowl will be the epilogue. And then yeah, for a couple of months at least, it's just going to finish the tour off. I think that's what the plan is. I, I would be surprised if well, she keeps... We'll talk about it. Yeah. Because I, I have theories, but theories. yes. But is, yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, I did, that, that was the story that I really liked should uh-huh. i keep do you want me to keep going or just, yeah you yeah. can keep going yeah bit of sad news not sad news oh, sad uh news. king charles got diagnosed with cancer yes uh i i i don't know i think it, i you lot all may be like max why are you upset by this shenanigan and it's like because quite frankly he's my king and right it's we've just kind of settled into him a little bit and to have this, it's a bit disrupting. I almost screamed at my father this week about it. Why? Because he sent me a post with Paddington the bear holding the king's hand, and I said no. Oh, no, we don't do that. I said no. No, you do not do that, sir. Absolutely not. Do you have a story about Paddington? No, and it's going to come up in my podcast recommendations. Oh, okay. But no, I'm just like, okay. We, but Harry's been sit there to see his dad, did not see his brother. Mm-hmm. Let's not build bridges just because your dad's ill. Let's keep this battle going, because yeah. quite frankly, Wills, you are in the right. Um, mm-hmm. Quick question for you. Yes. If King Charles were to die, uh-huh. what would Camilla's title become? Uh, Dowager Queen. Yeah. I know my royal titles. And that came up. I was quite curious. I was curious about how they would do it. So. Because she is queen right now. So, yes, yeah, she'd be Dowager. Move it. We're trying to negotiate at the moment where our books and stuff goes so we give you the best sound going. Mm-hmm. Um, RuPaul is now at Old Waxwork. In oh, Imagine Two Swords, um, in a lovely, um, I wrote this Zaldi. There we go. I can't even read my own handwriting. I've got the fucking easiest handwriting on the planet. Zara, <laughs> but she's got a lovely H and M. That was iconic. Um, they're saying she's the first drag artist to get a waxwork, but Dame Edna's been in there. Oh yeah, and that doesn't count. Like, but. I don't know who's why this came up to someone, but Dame Edna's done it. So yeah, I don't think Divine's done it. So no, Divine's probably um, there's probably a weird, creepy waxwork museum in Baltimore somewhere. I was say, John Waters. But Michelle went to go and open it, and it looks good. The waxwork, but then let's face it, Rue's had enough Botox now that it. Well, it's I, mean, waxed I mean, let's face it, Raven does an amazing job on her. The, you know, she's beat to an inch of her life, so a waxwork. Should in theory be she should be the easiest person to wax work. Yeah, but she's doing the iconic arm. It's really mm-hmm. it's really nice, and and Michelle just seemed really happy to be there. I find it rather interesting. No, 
no tea, no shade, that uh, Michelle was the one that was at the premiere of the wax figure as opposed to RuPaul being there. My vibe with that a little bit, Ru is very controlled of her schedule. Right. And I think that's it. I, I just don't think she travels if she doesn't have to. And I think that's kind of like, well, I get that. I mean, obviously trying to negotiate her land through fracking, you know. <laughs> one has to. Just as a final bit of news, and this is going to be a little bit of best of British. Um, Daniel, did you ever watch a show called Dad's Army? I know of the show. I've never seen the show. I know the title. So it was broadcast between 1968 and 1977, and it was a sitcom that told us the adventures of the Home Guard, which was our local army during World War Two. And most of them were from World War One, correct? Yes. And the idea was yeah. they were the old the old boys that were too old to sign up. So they they they, they basically set up and just in case Operation Sea Lion came about. Right. And I it used to be a big staple of Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Used to really love it. I was about to say the reruns used to be on PBS. Yeah, I was about to. Yeah. It, it sounded like a PBS one. Mm-hmm. Um, but sadly, the last surviving actor died. Ian Lavender, oh. who played the he played the young one that was a little bit of a mummy's boy, oh. and he, he was a very funny character. But uh-huh. I, it, it's weird. I know it sounds silly to kind of bring this up because a lot of you wouldn't have heard of it, but uh, the that had the you have been watching at the end of it so Miranda Hart really kept that that's the iconic British stuff and I know a lot of our gays out there watched it but it's a bit of the end of a sitcom era uh, but I was like no it's quite quite sad that he he went he did his standards a few years back as well and he's been kind of acting since but I was like that's kind of sad was he murdered off of murdered off of EastEnders no he got sick of pulling shenanigans and left but he was gay in EastEnders actually so I bet that's the camp culture oh well there we go there we go and I leave now news and you always have the best news I don't know that I always have the best news, dear, but thank you for saying so. So we're going to go back to Drag Race for just a moment and say congratulations to Drag Race because you don't look a day over, oh wait, 15 at this point. Can't believe it. So Drag Race has been on for 15 years. Like, can you imagine? Like, It came the year I left university, so it's been kind of all the way through my actual proper adult life. Right. So at this point, there have been 200 episodes. There have been at least 17 international franchises and counting at this moment because there's a new one that keeps coming up. So my question is, the show, what has it meant to you? What's a memorable, iconic moment that you have from it? When do you first remember seeing it? So I think I'm trying to work out the dates. I think I watched seasons one and two together. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get it in England for a long, long time properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened? I think one of the smaller cable channels picked it up about season four or five. I was about to say, large cable channels weren't even covering it here in the United yeah. States. So. But I was reading Perez Hilton a lot. Don't, don't, don't judge. Mm-hmm. And they kept talking about it. So I, I, I actually downloaded it. You know, mm-hmm. I had to stream it. And I watched the first season. And it's weird watching the first season mm-hmm. because Merle Ginsburg uh, mm-hmm. for two. And then I watched, I loved it. Um, then I dropped off it because I did this thing. And it's why, Daniel, I don't review when you, people go, let's all watch it as a group. I'm like, no, because what happened was I was waiting for my friend then to come over and watch it. And I lost yeah. three seasons that way. <laughs> also, because I'm a completist, I was waiting to rewatch older seasons. And like, Max, you can just dive back into like a later season and go back. Right. But... I remember, and when I came out here, it was obviously culture because mm-hmm. you know you guys were doing it in bars. So yeah. for me, it was my introduction to American drag culture. Mm-hmm. I do think from the earlier seasons, and I probably could get cancelled for this now, was the Gone with the Wind challenge stood mm-hmm. out for me because I remember it was so. It was probably the, the 
first, that was episode one of season two. I could be wrong, but they got Maybe. a they got a budget increase because the first season's really rough. It's it literally spit oh, sawdust. Oh yes, yes. And I remember because my parents watch it in England of the English one. They've watched mm. the Australian because it's on BBC. And my mum came in to do some laundry because I had the airing cupboard in my room. And she was like, what are you watching? I said, oh, RuPaul News this drag show. And she, they knew RuPaul. She'd been yeah. huge in England. And I said, oh, mum, they're doing a Gone with the Wind challenge because I had to make the, the, um, the dresses out of the, the curtains. Curtains, yeah. And my mum my just watched. And when they, they ran and someone got knocked into like the clothing rack and it went <laughs> over. And my mum was wetting herself. She used to come in. She, she started then knowing when I was watching it and uh-huh. would conveniently have laundry to do. Oh, I have and to And eventually just in the end, because it was all on my computer, and eventually she just said, no, I'll just sit. She sat in the bed with me, used to watch it together. It was quite oh, sweet. That's so that, that, was, that was my memory. And then also, yeah, that was it. I didn't also know how drag works. And I was like, oh, that's how drag works over Well, I mean, it's, you know, behind the curtain that we yeah. keep on talking about here on the podcast. I remember the first season I ever watched was season three, and that was sophomore year at college. And that was my introduction to... RuPaul and Drag Race, essentially. So that was the year of Raja, who won that one. But I was rooting for Manila Luzon for the most part. I was Raja, but... I liked Raja, yeah. but I loved Manila. So anyways, I was a little bit heartbroken on that one. I think one of the things I remember the most is the Richie Rochu, like, song. Yes. Like, for some reason, that one always kept with me. And that was... I don't I remember don't... which season that one was. That was All Stars. That was All Stars yeah. 1, yes. yeah. Oh, was that All Stars 2? I think it was 1. I don't remember at this point. Yeah, I, I've we've seen slept. that season. We've I've slept s- and we've drank. Since yeah, <laughs> I've, got, I've missed a lot of the, I've got to go back and catch up on a lot of... Mm-hmm. We got out of the loop and then it started changing channels. Well, yeah, it seems like every year is like hopping to a different channel. It's like suddenly it's Lifetime. <laughs> but and then it's MTV. The, I remember the second season was the one that it became... I mean, that was the last... Obviously, Mel Ginsburg, who the hell was she? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when... Um, like, the early seasons, if you haven't watched them, they're really worth it. And, and, and you know, go... Like, when you watch the first season, that's what gay TV looked like back yeah. then. It looked like it was for a Vaseline lens. And you had It this, did have that look. But oh, in the first... Yes. The first season had the most iconic lip sync for me, which was um, I Break the Dawn with Michelle Williams. And you mm. had... I remember Destiny's Child mm. sitting there. Oh, yeah. And they did her song and... And then Rue goes, you motherfucking broke the door. Michelle, do you have anything to say? And she literally went, I can't. I'm crying. That was amazing. Uh-huh. But it's funny watching the history of Santino Rice's relationship with Rue because I don't know what happened backstage, but I think mm. that he really started to rub people. Uh, yes, I and, so. And there was a bit, and he kept coming in more and more like ridiculous outfits. And at one point, he was like dressed like this weird old man. And she went, shut up, Gandalf. And <laughs> it was just the funniest bit. And I think she was really done with it. Mm-hmm. But that the second season had the iconic line. Um, Some of you are raising the bar, but lowering the standards. Mm. And that was iconic. aimed at the person that eventually went on to fucking win it, who turned out to be nuts. Mm-hmm. That was a se- That was a weird season. I was not impressed. That was... The second season was a very weird season watching back because all of a sudden, oh, uh, Shangela was back on and you're just like, well, what? Shangela was the best one. To be- and I, yeah. I've since grown to really love Shangela. Oh, don't get me wrong. I love her, but it was, just, it was just weird, her trajectory of like being back on the show and then suddenly being back off. And it was just, uh. And also, if you go back and watch the, the first season, we'll move on quickly. You've got more oh, news. Okay. Is It's really weird to watch the finales now be- from then because literally 
it would only be three. It was, it, it was down to three queens, and yeah. then they wouldn't bring any of them back, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't be this live show. It would literally just be an empty stage, and one of them would just walk up and down in front of the judges. Yeah, no, yeah, no one. Yeah. Though apparently, I have heard that the way that the judges panel was actually to the left because they've got to get the camera crew and apparently during the lip syncs uh-huh. they say is it weird it's quiet I said no actually everyone knows when a lip sync's about to go on and actually a lot of the, the crew come in to oh, watch it nice, so nice. they said we do actually so have it's like quite, an audience yeah an audience yeah. but no even now on the British one they still haven't gone the live show route which mm-hmm. I mean can you imagine when they do it at the Albert Hall that'll be oh, fucking amazing my God. and they should because they do a lot of could you imagine Sasha Velour James doing like, oh They just God. did off-menu at the end Albert Hall. They can do fucking RuPaul at the Albert oh, Hall. Oh, they could totally do but RuPaul at the Albert Hall. Even now, I like the fact they do bring back the older queens. Mm-hmm. And like, the other queens. And like, at least yeah. fill out the audience just a little, <laughs> a little bit. Have someone else here. We need another body. But anyway, another that's not news. Person. What's your other news? So my other news. Max, have you ever wanted to own a piece of a small screen? Yes, I have multiple old TVs in a trash heap in the back garden. Okay, well, there you go. So, if you're a fan of The Crown, apparently, Bottoms of London will be hosting an auction for the sets from The Crown, including 450 costumes and the miniature of the state coach that was used, along with the jewelry that was used for the filming of the show i will go and buy the crown stand at the front and go a piece for you a piece for gretchen <laughs> wieners <laughs> oh i could see you doing that that's that's well cute. i am i am gonna say this it's actually for a worthy cause uh so whatever is made off of the cell will be hosting uh scholarships for the national film and television school nice so it is for a worthy cause but it's currently on display somewhere in london the auction set for sometime in march i believe so if you would like to go see that, listeners, and you live in London, go see it. Maybe go put in a bed if you'd like. What are the odds of drag queens going to turn up on um, Drag Race with, like... The revenge dress? Yeah. One oh, of, I'd yeah. love that. Oh, I, I could so see them doing that. I could see them doing that. Especially, like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think I, that's going to happen. Oh, this, this, is the, this is the original, you know, outfit that Claire Foy wore. <laughs> I adore Claire Foy. Oh, I do too. So, I mean, that's not the worst thing. Also, we have a congratulations to Joe Locke, who made his Broadway debut. He's from Heartstoppers. Yes. Uh, he debuted on January 31st as Toby and Sweeney Todd. So he is part of the great replacement of the original Broadway cast mm. that's going on right now. But anyways, he had rave reviews, so congratulations and huzzah. Huzzah. Hopefully his accent's decent. Uh, jo- well, <laughs> one can hope. <laughs> Oh, I did have another bit of news that I did not put into my okay. thing back then. But I don't know if you heard, uh, Sherry Lee Ralph, because um, they're promoting a lot of the TV shows that are returning this week, mm-hmm. was on The View. And Whoopi Goldberg announced that they were going to be doing a Sister Act reunion on The View. Oh. And said to Sherry Lee Ralph, would you... And she went, of course, no, mm-hmm. no question about it. And then Whoopi said... We're very close with Sister Act 3. Can I put you down to be in it? And Cheryl Lee just cried. Oh. So I think she'd have a... I think she, I'd start crying too. It'd be interesting to see how they would do her because everyone knows her as a singer now, like mm-hmm. really very much. And at the in the original role, she was the against singing. Yeah. So I'd love to see if that... If they get uh, what's her face back. Um, Lauren Brown? Lauren, Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill, sorry. And have her and then a lot more... 
how they would do it, but she just—I think she'd be great to be part of it. And she's such an i. She she's always been an icon. Yeah, because she did Thoroughly Modern Millie right after that one, didn't she? Yeah, she's in her icon era yeah. right now. Yeah. So that was a little bit of exciting news. Oh well, congrats. Daniel, what have you been up to this week? What has been culture for you? Culture for me. So my foods, foods of the week. Um, there is something beautiful and wonderful about getting a rotisserie chicken from Whole Foods that's already been made and just having it five different ways. Yeah. It saves so much time. Also, it's orange season. And I love a good cold orange that's been in the refrigerator for breakfast. There's something great about that. So when you go back to rotisserie chicken, did you do... Was it the four, is it the four or five method one? But they, you know, you they they break down how you can use it over so many days. Yes, yeah. yes, I totally did that. So it was like, oh, I'm going to have a sandwich today, and oh, I'm going to have it roasted today, and it's going to be a salad today, and then it's going to go into soup. So it was very much like a breaking it down, and they had it with couscous too. It's just listeners for ten dollars, like it's an easy way to like eat for like a week. Yeah, and if you don't want to cook, there you go. And I just didn't feel like cooking this week. It's one of those. We, we were rating the free. I was rate, I was rating the freezer a lot. Yeah, it yeah. was one of these. I'm just like, I can't be bothered. Yeah, Cannot I'll, be give bothered. You. I'll yeah. give you. All right, my drink of the week. Still doing my soberish, dryish, dampish thing. Uh, the Mingle Mojito. It's coming in a $10 bottle, and it's the size of a wine at this point, as opposed to the little bitty cans that I've been getting. Not bad. Not, not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, my book of the week. So I finished my March book, Casino Royale. Wow. I read Casino Royale by Ian Fleming. Uh, there is an arrogance to this book. And I don't mean because Bond is arrogant. I mean Fleming's writing style is very arrogant and that he is scant with details. So he'll be like, and Bond w- walked up to his hotel room and went to sleep. And I'm like, could you please tell me, describe the hotel room for me? Yeah. Could you please tell me what he was wearing? No. <laughs> it, it was like that the entire time through the book. And I was like, I would. Lo- I don't want it to be like Hemingway, but I'd like a little bit this more. This is dangerous. your first Bond book. Yes. Yeah. So this is the first book in the series. I might be persuaded to read another one, but I'm not going to read another one this year. I can tell you that. How are you feeling? Is it weird to read though? I'm going to tell you right now. I didn't realize that they took so much from the book to actually make Casino Royale. So essentially, after he meets Vesper on the train, everything that follows afterwards is essentially in the book in principle at the very yeah. least so like that was taken directly from it i'm like oh good to know like it actually has a good plot like because of that that's good yep all right my songs of the week for obvious reason fast car by tracy chapman mm-hmm. flowers by miley cyrus mm-hmm. comes back as my song of the week also a new song that was released uh two days ago deeper well by casey musgroves nice i like her i do too TV feud episode three. Oh my god, was so good. And the role of Jessica Lang. It's a Ryan Murphy trope, but it's a good one because she's divine in how she's doing it. And I'm not going to say anything until you actually watch it. So we've watched episodes one and two. Okay. So that was my TV. And she's been in it, obviously, as his spoiler mother. But she's actually playing a different role. Oh, interesting. Yes. Because. Well, no, no. So I'm going to say this. In episode three, that she is the mother. However, the. Do you want me to tell you? No. My theory? No. Okay. We'll, we'll go. Because we'll, I, I, I can compute. It's okay. interesting because someone's actually compared it with. Have you seen the film All That Jazz about um, 
thingy and she plays Fussy. the Fussy, she plays the angel of death in that and they're like it's very much like oh she's done this before she knows what she's doing she's so I'm nodding my head yeah. <laughs> but if you haven't seen all that jazz and sorry but honestly it's a really great film mm-hmm. if, and what's his face is so sexy in that film oh I'm blanking on the it the guy from Jaws yes but she is stunning it's mm-hmm. peak her so go yes anyway. I actually need to rewatch that one uh, my musical of the week, Sweeney Todd. Like, yeah. after I was reading about Joe Locke, I went... Mm, what I production? I did the Patti LuPone. Nice, yeah. yeah. It was a very good one. Because she plays the piccolo, doesn't she? Uh, I thought she was playing the tuba. Tuba. Oh, yeah, she plays something that's not very Patti LuPone. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, wow, she's playing the tuba. Um, yeah, so that was my culture for this week. How about you? What nice. was your culture? My food was a Sunday bolognese. Mm. I forgot... I can't remember what bar we ended up in. Um, and they were playing, like, a lot of British music mm-hmm. no oh no we end up in wet dog mm. and they were playing like a ton of like british rock music and oh. i got a little bit nostalgic like, nostalgic mm. and so i did sunday bolognese so to, so to the hubs can i can i just do like a bolognese i need just, to, just a little bit just i need a little, a, little, bit. a little bit um sport was rugby obviously mm. yes i'm not so sure we're going to do anything this weekend because i can't get a reservation they don't have it available and, I, oh. and also we need to go up and get the roof deck sorted so Television has said um, Capote and the Swans, loving mm-hmm. it. Got, I, I was kind of insistent that we watch it this week. So we've done the first two. Mm-hmm. But then I noticed there's a director's cut of the first episode on Hulu. Oh, I, Gus I, Van Sant directed it. You're saying names that I, so, he did, I'm so ashamed He I did understand. Elephant years back. The one about the high school shooting. He's a huge oh, indie director. Oh. Yeah, so I might go back and rewatch the first with the, the, the director's I cut. I didn't realise that. Movies, I got the hub to watch adam and steve which we enjoyed <laughs> and, I, and i forgot how funny the montage is listeners we were talking to him about this on saturday very drunkenly at some point i don't remember what part of the day it was but we were talking about it even though i really brought this up uh, my parents went to see all of us strangers uh-huh. uh, my mum loved it and said she was just in absolute tears my dad had issues with the fact the cinema now has reclining seats and would need a pillow for next time Oh, I love your father yeah, so much. Like, but I think he enjoyed it. Uh-huh. Uh, my movie was Argyle because I said I really wanted oh. to see it. It is really good. Okay, so so would you recommend? You would recommend? Yeah, y- it? you'll you'll see twists coming. It's mm. not like I'm not saying it's a five, four, five star film. You know, it's, it's like it's like it, three it's, and a half, four. It's like one of those candy films. It's it's a it's fluffy good, candy. But film. it uses music well. And I'm going to how it uses the music. Okay, um, but. It's just a really good popcorn movie. Oh, yeah. Again, I had a good time watching it. And it, actually, looks, it looks like it'd be a good, like, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, like, I actually watched yeah. Spy yesterday because that's mm. reminded me a lot of Spy. It's not oh. actually as funny as Spy, but it's not meant to be as funny. Yeah. But one of the things that came up was that Bryce Dallas Howard apparently based the character on Taylor Swift. Oh, my God. And that. she said, to quote, She's a cat lady. She's got this is about Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. She's got this awesome backpack with a cat in it that she walks around with. She loves a good Argyle sweater. And there's a sort of unapologetic dorkiness about her. And so she based the character of Ellie as as Taylor Swift. That's fair. That's fair. I could I mean, because the rumor has been that Taylor Swift wrote it, which we debunked two weeks ago on the podcast and yeah. she didn't. So yeah. So my Music of the Week was the Argyle soundtrack. Electric oh Energy was the big hit thing Ooh. for me. That's the, it's Boy George and Ariana DeVos. Um, and it's a big disco hit, and they do it 
is an action sequence. Not Suspicious Minds, which was on the trailer. Yeah, they, they don't really have it. And I, I like how they do Suspicious Minds, but they don't in the say, trailer. I, I like how they do it on the trailer. Like, they, they never do that no. one. It's on the soundtrack. Gap and Start Again is um, the end title song, and it's Ariana, Arian, Arian, yeah, doing doing it um, oh. as a Bond theme. Ooh. Yeah, all, I'll play it after this. Oh, yes, Now and Then is on there. It's the Beatles number they did using AI to improve. It's the old song they found. They, they corrected John's lyrics. Yes. Really good. And oh. actually, how AI should be used. Mm. Finally, Run, Leona Lewis. Do you know that one? Yes. Yeah. Um, it joins Murder on a Dance Floor and Always on My Mind as repurposed because how they use it is batshit crazy nuts. I, I want you to see it because if you know where they're going to use it, you'll be like, uh, when you when you suddenly realize what they're going to do with it, you're like, it's, so this oh. year, this last few months, and I'll say this year, has been a year of repurposing good old music. And um, you know, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm absolutely okay with that. Move on quickly. God, we're chat, chat, chat today, aren't we? Um, Kylie and Sia have a pop single out. I cannot wait. Oh, wait. Did it already? Came out Wednesday. Fuck, it's I didn't cute. To it. Okay. It's not. Um, I, it's not Padam Padam. It's not. Or Chandelier. It's good. It's a solid show. It's a solid song, but they're mm. both. I know what they can both do. And I'm a little mm. bit like. It's, it's a little pop nugget. It's like two and a half minutes long. As you know, like. What is it with songs becoming shorter? I know. I'm a little bit like, really. I think it's good. It's a solid song, but mm. I think both of them could have done a little bit more. Mm. And finally, as a bit of a blast from the past, because I was in Whole Foods and it came on the fucking Tannoy and I was there paying my paying my stuff. Kiss the rain, Billy Myers. Remember Dawson's Creek? <laughs> I turned my podcast off and I was, Kiss the rain whenever you need me. <laughs> Kiss the rain whenever I'm gone to and my lips feel hungry and thirsty. Kiss the rain. I was just like, oh my God, this song what was... was this, what, the irony would have been, did this happen the day that you had your cleaning? No, luckily, because it would have been cleaning. <laughs> Ironically, I've never heard it in Dawson's Creek because I watched it on oh. DVD through my friends and oh. it was cut out of the DVD because of um, rights issues. Oh, um, podcast this week, uh, the gents on um, who takes the socks off. Who takes? The, oh, is this about sex? It's uh, no. They ask questions. Oh. And one of the, but they, they, they're sorry, sorry, listen. There's some sexy sounding British guys. I think that they'll have a bit matching rugby shirts, but I like them. They're kind of cute. You, you um, made sexy sounding British guys. Yeah. But they did comment about last week's gag and gooped, and were like, "God, gents, that took a turn." Oh, they listened to it. And they're also the sort of guys Ooh. that say gents. Um, and this one Ooh. is, you know, we don't tend to push mainstream podcasts as much. Right. But TCM and Ben Malkovich, Mankovic, mm-hmm. who does uh, Turner Classic Movies. Yeah. And you know I love his podcast. Mm-hmm. He's got a new one out called um, Talking Pictures. Oh. And each week he's going to interview a director. Mm-hmm. He's got four out already. They came up on a feed today. Mm-hmm. So he's done Emerald Fennel already. Mm-hmm. But he started off, first one, Nancy Myers. Oh my God. And it's really good. It's really good. Did they pick a particular film or was it just sort of a retrospective? They, do, they retrospective. They do Holiday a lot. And she mm. talks about how the holiday became big oh. recently. Oh. Um, and I would really recommend you listen to it. It's I, a really, really good. Just because we have done so much with the holiday on this podcast. Yeah, clearly. but no, I, I highly recommend. And that is my culture of the week. Well. And with that, I think, Daniel, we should take a cheeky break. Yes. Mm. 
And we're back. And kind of what we do in a break is not so much pee and just drink alcohol, but just discuss a ton of stuff that we really can't discuss on the podcast, but it gets yeah. it out of our system. Yeah, we, we have to do that because we're really good friends and we just we have to decompress some weeks. But I did let Daniel know some exciting news that will be clarified later potentially on the yeah, cast. Yeah, it doesn't. But it got him. It got him a little bit excited. So I got it, I got it, his juices flowing. Yeah, it doesn't need to be on the podcast just yet. No, but it is something I've been praying for. Dare I say, for a while. Yeah, I think you have. I think you have. But listeners, just so you know, we are moving on to the culture where we are checking the feeds and we're testing the moods and we're asking the questions. What is gay culture this week? The right. Grammys. One word: the Grammys. Yes. The Grammys were everything and anything all above. So, Daniel will take the wheel. Oh, yes. All right. So, we're going to start off really strong. Two words. You're not going to be shocked by them. Taylor Swift. <laughs> all right. So, she looked divine in her Scaparelli gown. Does she use Scaparelli a lot? No, no. I think this might be the first award show with Scaparelli. Yeah. A gray silhouette. Iconic. Black and white. I think the... News that I'm going to talk about first, so to speak, is uh, what she did whenever she won her first award of the night. She made an announcement. Just a little one. Just a big one. We have a new album coming. Number 11, The Tortured Poet Society. Which is an amazing, amazing title. It's iconic. Uh, Iconic. But I'm going to say this. I think she hinted at it uh, in one of the songs on, I believe it was Evermore that I was listening to today. Did a tarot reading, so I was doing that with my deck. Um, where she talks about going to Windermere, where all the poets yeah. were at some point. I was like, oh, you were, you were Easter egging, dear. Easter egging. I have checked. The 19th is a Friday, so we are going to have to literally just listen to it for the day and make notes. Right. So on April 19th, it will be released. Yeah. Uh I think that this is the breakup album to Joe because there is a song titled Goodbye London. It's going to be in... We're all waiting for it. We are all waiting for it. I cannot wait for it to come out. I have a little bit of insider knowledge about the cover of it. Oh, yes. Do tell me a little bit about the cover because it got replicated within, I think, 30 minutes by gay Instagram by several... And I followers. made a note because I didn't know because I, I literally buzzed Daniel and was like, "Are you going to talk about it?" I knew you were, but I wanted to make sure you, you're going to cover it. Yeah. So, do you know what she's wearing on the cover? A cardigan. The outfit is actually from the line Raw, which is um, the Olsen Twins fashion line. Oh. So we are getting iconic, iconic, iconic. It's it's like layers of millennial. Layers of millennial. It's like layers of everything. But I saw that I was like, okay, we're gonna have to mention the fact that the Olsen twins are involved in the designing of this cover. This and is I, this is how we this is how Taylor takes it subtly to levels. But I'm gonna say this: the Olsen twins are high fashion, so I'm absolutely loving yeah. this. Like they know they dress like bag ladies, but they now have to dress other people. They're they're <laughs> billionaires, billionaires. I'm also, I love the fact they decided to turn all their acting talent and mold it into Elizabeth. Yes. And they, just walk away. They're like, and sister, you shall carry on our legacy. With her cheekbones. Oh. Oh. Love stunning, it. Stunning. Stunning. But though, that was the big thing. Okay, I have to ask you so, Daniel. Yes. Did she give Celine Dion the brush off? No, she didn't give her the brush off. Like, there are photographs yeah. showing them backstage. It was very much a situation of, like, you're timed. You have to give the award or get the award. Do your speech. She made the announcement she needed to make. 
And then she went off stage and she actually said thank you. Like, this is what happened. Did you see Oprah seeing Celine? No. They met backstage and it oh. was it was the Oprah hug. It was very warm. <sighs> and did you also see Celine's oldest son? I have seen photos. He's kind of cute now. Ish. Okay. Like, okay, I need but, to... but he's got his mum's cheekbones. Mm? He's Marceline and Renee. 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 I, I need to look into that one. I definitely need to look into that one then. But no, I, 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 she really just, because this is, as I said, you know, next week is the epilogue, mm-hmm. but this was really her final chapter of this era. I think we're about to go into a reset. I think the next album will be a reset. Yeah. But I think this, I think this era has actually been a really good era. Like this has been the year of Taylor. How do you think she's going to manage the overkill? Because I know that she, I mean, I think that the NFL situation at the moment is quite a good example of the fact that yes, she is very much in control of her career, but there's things she can't control. And that is like the coverage she gets during these games. How do you think she's going to manage people's basically burnout of her? Because she, of all people, knows that people burn out from her. So I think she's going to time it out and space it to where the news stories we've heard this year are yeah. going to be Super Bowl. Then you have two months off until April when she has the release. And then I think she's going to probably wait until September, October and release Reputation. Yeah, do you think that's the next one? I think she's going to leave some space for breathing. And I think she will do that. I, I, I wonder as well whether or not she'll tie... Um, and this is on the presumption that we don't know really what's going on with Travis because right. I presume that it is in it to win it right now at the moment is that would she tie reputation with the start of the next season in a way as well, a little bit? Well, I mean, if she... Like I said, if she waited until September, October, then she could. So when does the year's to end? you know when it ends? You know, I'm a bad Swifty. I don't actually yeah. know. I, all I know is that she didn't come to DC and I've been quite hurt. <laughs> but it's going to that bit now where it is like a broad. People aren't... We've had the album. It's still going on elsewhere. I mean, the thing is, with her being abroad, she's not affecting the American economy at this point. Like, I do think that she is waning off, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, being in the headlines. She has... The one thing about Taylor is she's not only is the party, she knows when to leave the party. Yes. And... But she also knew when to start the party too. I honestly, and I think, I know we talk about Taylor Swift a lot. I would love to do a dedicated episode where we literally break down the last 12 months of Taylor Swift. Yeah, let's do it. And literally just, just like, we are, this is a proper research episode of honey, just. Honey, yeah, you pick the yeah, day, you day. pick the day and we're done. Might be where I get my wisdom teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we could wait until December when it's her birthday if you wanted to. Oh, yeah, that'd be lovely, actually. <laughs> Anything else on Taylor? I'm going to move over to the other golden lady of the night. I think we can move on from Miss Swift. So, uh, Miss Miley Cyrus mm-hmm. has won her first, was it her first Grammy? Her first Grammy. Also, did not realise that her stepdad now is the guy from Prison Break. I didn't realize that either. Dominic, what's his face? The Australian one. I didn't know. Do you watch Prison Break? No, I didn't. No. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Sorry, this conversation is lost on me. No, my, I was looking at it. It's um, the beefy one. I'm like, ooh, mm. good for you, Miss Marley's mum. Trisha, isn't it? Yeah. Well, or she, something like that. Considering that Billy Ray's hair is getting a little bit too silky. Well... But who did she get the award from? Miss Mariah Carey. I love Have you already it. seen the videos of it of like Mariah checking out during the speech? Yes, yes. And I was just like, this is this is true. I I too have that face sometimes. So I've got two <laughs> things to say about this. Uh-huh. Well, I've got one thing, and a special guest has got has sent me 
via email oh. comments. Uh-huh. Miley calling out paparazzi for using iPhones is fucking culture. It's oh. fucking culture. <laughs> that was so funny. Like, she comes out and this wonderful... I'm going to have... Looking this one up to make sure I get it right. It was a John Galliano gown that she was wearing. It was stunning. Very stunning. Barely there. 80s hair. But barely there, but enough not to be yeah. tacky. No, it was the thing. It was tastefully done. It was tastefully done. And literally, she's coming up, and she's waiting her turn, and then she's like, oh my gosh, paparazzi are on iPhones, not proper cameras. And I'm just like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Like, thank you. Thank you. But here's the thing that shows you how technology is changing. It is. I mean, I say that at work because I, I get called in to use, the, use my real camera, and I, right. and I do differentiate between when teams need me to, to use the real camera for prop. Mm-hmm. But that's not the important thing at this point in time. Our fashion correspondent all the way from South London, Old Causton, has comments. Oh, is this your mother? My mother. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be, uh, this, is, this is Lynn. <laughs> what did Lynn say? This was sent to me via the weekly Max and Mother email. Uh-huh. Whoever did Marty's hair should be taken to task and Marty for allowing it. She looked like a Tammy Wynette tribute act. What was she thinking? So I am going to say this. She did several fashion changes throughout the night. She started off with a John Galliano. She then went to Avenger Bob Mackie whenever she got the award. The hair stayed the same. And it was 80s yeah. hair. It I was, did like it, actually. Mum's a little bit of a... Mm. I, I'm going to say that was the only thing I didn't like. I wish it was just a little bit less poof. I, yeah. I knew what she was trying to do. A little less poof would have been okay. But would have been okay. Don't want to keep bringing it back to t- Taylor. But she did, she was like, she's always the fucking first standing with the ovations. She was she was an she was an artist supporting artist. But she must be exhausted by the end of these things because she's always up first. She's always ready. She's always thinking, thinking, thinking. She just must want to go home and get with her cat. But I think you know she actually gets joy from supporting other people. I truly believe she's one of those people that loves other people. I also think she gets a lot of joy. Not being a bitch that people want to see her be. Right. And I think, you know, I always say to the hubs, you kill people with kindness. Mm-hmm. Ma'am. Yes. Talking of supporting females, Jay-Z. Jay-Z. <sighs> oh my gosh. Calls out the Recording Academy. Yeah. For the lack of black artists who are being recognized. And I totally agree. Like, don't get me wrong. I think the individuals who won deserved it with what they produced. Yes. But, generally speaking, there was a lack of black representation. There definitely was. And it was appalling. I'm not going to lie. It was appalling. You know. And there was Beyonce. Not a single award. And Beyonce did. She's never won Album of the Year, has she? No. Which is... but I mean, I... I, Never. I loved... So Taylor won it for Midnight, didn't she? She did. Taylor has won it four times. Beyonce has not won it a single time. And here's the thing... Lemonade was so good. Yeah, the thing the thing is, like, I actually, I, I did like Taylor's folky albums, but I did like Midnight's because it did have a mood, and I like the fact that it stayed there, but... It was a consistent mood. The Beyonce's albums are, are at a level of what we would call a concept album. Like, there's... They're, yes. they're, they're, like, it, you could... And that's why they've made movies literally about them as albums. They're a bit like Gaga. Yeah. It's a concept throughout the entire thing. Yeah, but... Even, the concept doesn't always land with Gaga, but, but it but does with Beyonce. Beyonce. And I've... And I, 
the thing is, I, I do remember the turning point for me. I, I've always liked Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not just saying that. I, you know, she, she's hard not to like. Yes. And I loved her even as Foxy Cleopatra, you know, even though she probably mm. may not like that role. But um, I remember the turning point with Beyonce was when she released the album and then she released... She dropped an album and 12 videos to go with all the songs. And that yes. was back in the early like, 2010s. Yes. And someone said at work, you know, why is, she, why is this big news? And me and my mate Flo just went and goes, she, she recorded a whole album and a video for everyone and no one spilt the beans. That's power. And I think that was it a, was kept under lock and key. Like that was, was when secret. that's when it was Beyonce of a small B and became Beyonce the the capital yes, B. Yes. And I think since then, I don't know why she hasn't won an album because her albums are consistent. Consistent. They're, consi- they're, they're high. They are produced within an inch of life. I'm not saying Taylor's aren't, but there's a hyper production level mm-hmm. to Beyonce's. Yes. And I think that this year, and I don't know whether or not. And I don't, I, I don't know whether or not it's, it's rude to say this, but whether or not Taylor now may avoid releasing the same year as Beyonce just because that she sees some internal shit going on. Because I think that Taylor even knows that Beyonce's at another level of right. control. Yeah. But they both are, and they both get on. They And, and oh, God, we, God, we always take over time. But they basically, but they fine. sat together like when they're, Con- their concert movies are coming out. They've mm-hmm. worked together. Yes. They've, um, they've given up trying to, even if they were trying not to be them people. I'm going to say this. It's talent recognizes talent. Exactly. You know, that's all you have to say. Talent recognizes talent. And I get that. And I support that. And I'm behind that. But who loves both of them? The gays. Yes. Gay winners. <laughs> oh my gosh. So this was the big night for gay winners. So the big three awards were all won by LGBTQ plus members. Yay. So record of the year was won by Miley Cyrus for flowers. Lovely. I believe she's out as Pan. I, I if I get these wrong, listeners, I apologize. We know. all apologize profusely. Right. Uh, so Song of the Year was won by What Was I Made For? Won by Billie Eilish. Who is lesbian? And then best new artist of the year was Victoria Monet, who is bisexual. So the big three awards all won by the Alphabet Mafia. Yay! And as we celebrate diversity, let's celebrate an old white man now, um, because John Williams won <laughs> his Grammy Award for best instrumental composition for Helena's theme for Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny. Don't judge me, listeners. You know I'm a huge Star Wars Lucasfilm fan, and actually. It was really good for that. Was this the Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he won for her theme. Oh, I should listen to the theme at least. I don't yeah. think I'm going to see the film, but the I should... Fi- no, you'd actually like the film. The oh, film okay. is a... Re- and my mum went to see the... F- Dad went to see it and I said... Because okay. I haven't seen Crystal Skull, so I'm like... Oh, you really don't need to. Uh, oh. The only thing about Crystal Skull is... Is you have the character of Matt, which is Shia LaBeouf, who is... Shia LaBeouf, yeah. Who is meant to be the his son. son. Yeah. And... He's not in this one, but he's a huge plot point within this movie. But uh, you don't need to see it to know. There, there's, he, he, mo- he motivates the movie in a, in a way. Okay. But you don't need to have seen it. But this one was definitely good. And she's an interesting character. Okay. Okay. I'll put it back on my list then. Back so on. go into fashion. Yes. Daniel, I'll leave this to you because I only have one little thing at the end to add. All right. So... 
I didn't do a top 10, but I am doing at least a, uh, oh, apparently I did notes for top four. So my top four looks <laughs> from the evening. Wow, I, uh, oh, this must have been the night I drank the martini on Wednesday. Which one? How many? Four. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So fashion icons for the evening. Yeah. Blue Ivy. She looked stunning whenever she was out there with her dad, Jay-Z, for the award. Absolutely stunning. Taylor Swift and the Scaparelli, like I said before. Dua Lipe in her custom-made garages and Tiffany gown. Iconic disco goddess in that one. Can I just say, yeah. I'm going to pause you there. Uh-huh. First of all, Houdini. That's a fucking banger. Yes, it is. She was in. Inspires my song of the week. A she's few in Argo. Ago. She's not big enough. She's she, she's in the fantasy the the book sequences. Uh, uh-huh. The bit you see in the trailer where she's like, he's like, shall we dance? And uh-huh. she, the way she moves her body, she is genuinely a star. Yeah, and it, it, I know I'm not saying like when she came out, it was like, oh, it's Juanita, but she does, you know, she's very. Her first videos were very wooden. They're very, but then yes. you actually she's grown into a. I go, I go back to her disco album that she released, like, the first week of COVID, like, which was everything that got me through. Yeah, which is, she did for a reason, in a way, doesn't she? Yeah, you? like, she was fantastic in those. She's only in this briefly, but I was just like, I watched her and just went, for the first time, went, you are a s- absolute star. Yes. And I underestimated you, and I apologize to Jala Lupe for that. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right, and my fourth was one we've already mentioned. So Miley Cyrus and the John Galliano dress, like that was just everything they needed. Well, True. my final fashion moment is yeah. Billie Eilish because when she performed What Am I Made For, she was dressed in 1965 Poop Parade Barbie inspired look. And I'm going to say this, that was a great look on her. Not it what was she perfection. Sh- not what she showed up in, but that was a good look. Those are actually her colors. She should yeah. stick to yellows, greens, and pinks. It, it just I saw that I was like, you know what? If Billie Eilish is gonna turn up just as Barbie, it's it's that one. It was it, it it just was it was on point. I think there was so I think there's been a lot of mess award ceremonies. Mm-hmm. This was not a mess there was so much on point. It was a better Grammy Award, we'll put it that way. And I see you have Bob Mackie down. Uh, it was just about the fact that Miley Cyrus was in the vintage Bob Mackie whenever she won the award, who is typically known for his work that he did with Cher. So it was just a little tidbit. Typically, to he, him and Cher, oh my God. I mean, iconic Cher looks, it's by Bob Mackie. But I think they're successful Grammys, to be honest. Yes, absolutely. I think actually the Grammys reflected more the culture than the Oscar noms have this year. I, I agree. It was queer, it was female, and it was good choices. It Overall. was. It got us chatting, and it ended the era. Yeah, totally. And let's end the podcast. Yes. I have a gags and goops. Good. Now, last week's gags and goops was all about death. <laughs> is this one's all about death? This one is about resurrection. Oh, Jesus is coming. I stand here today with my Bible in front of me, and by Bible I mean. A fake leather bound Harvard notebook. I was going to say your Harvard because notebook. my hubs works at Harvard occasionally, and I get a lot of Harvard swag. Um, it's a lovely notebook, though. It's a very nice notebook. I asked a question, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Could the dodo come back from extinction? Oh well, I guess if they had a full DNA 
of it, sure, but you need a breeding population of at least six for genetics. So do they have six distinct? So the dodo, for those that do not know, is actually one of my favorite extinct animals. Yes, because there's a nickname involved, which I sort of love. Yeah, so my husband calls me dodo birds. But also, the dodo is a very curious creature because it, it literally because it has appeared in Alice in Wonderland. And let's face it, it doesn't like a Lewis Carroll character. Oh, totally. Completely. So, the dodo is a large flightless bird endemic to the small Indian Ocean island of Mauritius, which I've never been to, but I have multiple friends from Mauritius and actually one oh. whose family moved from Mauritius to North London. She set up a business in North London and then her and her husband were like, we can work remotely from Mauritius and they've gone back now and live on a beach in Mauritius with their beautiful children. Oh. Um, but it's been extinct since the 17th century. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it, but because of white people. Let, let's turn it back because of British people. Because of British people. <laughs> but it is the poster child for extinction. Yes. Literally. Literally, it's the poster child. But no, I've been, so I'm always curious about this, but in January 2023, it was announced that scientists at Genomics Institute, which sounds like basically the one for Jurassic Park, uh-huh. at U- University of California, have sequenced a dodo's genome from a museum specimen. And they are looking at basically finding equivalent species in which to create hybrids, blah, blah, blah. Because I it, don't know if there's an equivalent flightless bird, though. There's a pigeon. There's a Because the dodo is a pigeon. Oh, damn it, it's a pigeon. But Colossal Biosciences, which again sounds even worse than Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. the US-based biotechnology and genetic engineering company has partnered with the Mauritian Wildlife Foundation and they are basically restoring the um, habitat now in preparation for cloning the dodo. But you need to have at least three breeding. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. They are pretty much on set to bring back the dodo. I don't know how I feel about this. Do you know what? I want to be freaked out, but I genuinely, because uh-huh. genu- I, 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 I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a dinosaur geek. My favorite, I know my, you my are. happy place in London is the Natural History Museum and the oh, yes. National, National Gallery for some. National Gallery for Quiet Reflection. Yes, but you like the Victorian Albert. I, oh, but I like the natural history for, yeah, yeah, yeah. for the dinosaurs. But there's a dodo in there. Mm-hmm. And it's so... I love the dodo. Mm-hmm. And I am genuinely... I'm going to be really honest. If they do bring back the dodo, I would go to Mauritius to meet a dodo. Are you adopting a dodo? I would... I would... I would pay for the adoption of a dodo yeah no that's what i'm saying like do i I need to buy a dodo in your name i just i'm so excited (laughs) by the idea that which sounds stupid but i know what doesn't sound stupid is the word of the week that daniel's got for us actually i think that uh, it could be apropos uh and you might slap me afterwards uh the word is to senda to senda it's things better left unsaid. <laughs> I know someone that could do with that. I know half of DC that could do with that word. I I know several people in our lives that could deal with that one. So, Jeff, a gagged. Excuse me. No, I don't have a gadget and goop. You covered that. No gadget and goop. Do you have a petticoat lane? I do have a petticoat lane. Go for it, sweetheart. I mean, if someone goes off to a new job and you don't have the decency to say goodbye, I wish you well, in the month before they go to it, and you have to call them 
two months later about a project. Don't spend the entire time in the background when you're asking for the files. We miss you. Please come back. It feels performative. It feels like you've got a screw loose. That's all I'm going to say on that one. I feel so loved. So loved. You are loved. I don't really have a petticoat. I am getting a bit pissed by dog owners at 7.30 in the morning. That's just me. Because I have to get the beasties out. And How are they pissing you? Just because they're just like the dogs are everywhere. Like I oh, Actually, oh. very good. I We have the two beasties. Yeah. And um, it's like, I've seen them routine. Just take them out, walk them. They walk up. One walks, one poops, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh my God, guys. I just can't deal with it. And also... Monday morning, people, can we just start, like, walking a bit faster? You know, I get it, we're on another planet. It, but Monday's d- recently got very hard to deal with. I wonder why. This Monday, I've got to be in the office this Monday. Well, Monday just gone, actually, but... Oh, welcome to my world. I don't mind it, you know. I like the fact that I typically telework the last half of the week, so it's all yeah. good. Well, on that note... Daniel, do you think we covered everything? Dear, I think we barely set the agenda at that. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. This has been a Bearded Bitch production recorded in a Diane Keating podcast studio in Haberdashery. You've been listening to the Bitches with Beards. I've been Daniel. And I'm Max. A big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review the following on Twitter X and TikTok, where you can find us at Bitches with Beards. Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions, and they reflect us and no one else. We'll hear you next week unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers.